Welcome to The Fully Lived Life, a podcast for those who are longing to pursue the full life and want to break free from anything that holds them back. Listen in as two friends, a psychologist, Dr. Mary, and a life coach, Jillian, talk about life, love, and purpose through the lens of faith, science, psychology, and life experiences. Hello, Mary. (laughs) And hello, viewers. We're thrilled that you're along for the ride with us today because I think it's going to be a ride because she's cuckoo today. I'm a little bit... I didn't get that much sleep last night because I'm a jet setter, apparently. I mean, I just flew from Saskatoon. The tropical port of Saskatoon. That's right. So uh, I'm going to let Jillian carry this. One. One. (laughs) One. Also because she doesn't like the material that we're dealing with right now. I've got... You can imagine my hands and my ears going, (laughs) la, 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 because... I was very, very resistant to this topic. Well, in fact, one of our technical crew is also very resistant to this. So if we're happening to look in a certain direction and you wonder where we're gazing at, it's because we can't go like this to our crew. You know, this one's for you, that kind of stuff. So we'll just kind of look over to the corner every now and then like... And I think we just can take a meaningful pause. True. Yeah. So what's the topic? The topic is... Never again believe that you can please everyone. <laughs> Come on. For all you people pleasers out there. Yeah, that's it. I don't it. want to hear anymore. <laughs> la, 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 la. So, it, I mean, it's, it's part of many people's DNA. Yes, it's so true. People pleasing. I know. I think that uh, it's a spiritual gift. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, I know that I think all of us have the tendency to be people pleasers at times in some way but then there are true people pleasers that's right right? and those are the ones we're going for today yeah right yeah okay and i think there's also sometimes where you people please because that's part of what you need to do yeah like if i'm trying to schmooze somebody in order to close the deal right yeah or to get a better bump up seat on your aircraft (laughs) absolutely schmooze away yes that's right away yes okay yeah so you can turn it on and off but for people that you know it's it's locked in Mm -hmm. that's where we're going today okay all right so in dr henry cloud's book never go back um never again believe that you can please everyone um here's a great question as we dive into this particular chapter Mm. i love this question i don't i know How much energy do you pay to negative criticism? Does being criticized dominate your thinking or are you able to pay it no attention? And criticism can be just the look. Right. So this goes back to when my daughter was in um, JK. Uh Uh-huh. One day we walk into the room, the JK room, and she's hanging up her little stuff. And a couple of girls are doing this. They're going like this. The oh, once over. The once over. But they did In it two JK. times. In JK. And I'm like, what's going on? And they're like, not wearing pink today. <laughs> and I'm like, well, who knew it was pink day? <laughs> who called it pink day? <laughs> well, a couple of the girls had decided it was pink day. Oh, wow. But apparently the it class didn't get the memo. Early. Yeah. Yeah. So the messages start really, really early. I mean, clearly way back before even JK. Mm-hmm. So how much energy is being wasted just wondering if you're going to be criticized or putting all your energy to that? Well, I would start off by saying, um, recognizing that 
like for your daughter, yeah. for all of us, the deep, deep need to belong. Of course. Underlies it. So although people pleasing has uh, its downsides because it can trap you, the needs underlying it are very legitimate. Right. That need to belong and to be accepted and to be loved. It's just maybe not the best strategy because you might get people uh, accepting you, but it's only based on you doing what they want you to do. That's right. Exactly. So just starting off with that. But I would say for myself, um, negative criticism in the past would slay me and I would lose sleep over it. And I would do everything possible. In fact, I was very good at avoiding it because I would already almost anticipate or predict Mm -hmm. how somebody might react. And then I've already sort of talked myself through it and already explained it to them. But I would say as I've gotten older and more mature, Mm -hmm. I really am so much better to let it go because I'm able to kind of go, how accurate is this? What is it that I need to take from it? And what can I let go of? Yeah. And when we, we have to couch this too, Mm -hmm. this conversation, because we should all be actively seeking feedback. Right. 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 We've talked about that in the past. Yes. Um, We shouldn't be avoiding feedback, Mm -hmm. but it's, you know, there are just some people you'll never please. So Mm -hmm. why bother? Yeah. Um, That's totally innate talking. (laughs) (laughs) It's why bother? (laughs) I bother. Why bother? (laughs) (laughs) Criticism can just derail us from our purpose too. Okay. I'll I'll give you a little secret thing that I do as a two. I can walk into a room and I can pick up on the one who's going to probably least likely to give their approval to me. Okay. And I'll work a little extra hard to make sure they like me. Isn't that terrible? You're like a cat. (laughs) A cat? That's what cats do. They do? Cats make a beeline for the person that doesn't like cats. Oh. In a way to woo them over. Okay. Well, anyway, (laughs) I am so aware of it now. Mm. And I'm intentionally not doing it anymore. Good but it's you. that level of awareness. It's just that I hate criticism so much, yeah. negative criticism. Yeah. It's just one thing if I'm seeking feedback. It's another thing when it just kind of hits you and, that's and the, you're blindsided by that's it. That's the difference, right? right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And who you're seeking and it who, from. who's giving it to me. Are they somebody that's a, a trusted mm-hmm. person who I know cares about me right. versus just somebody who just is saying something off the top, off the cuff. That's right. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we live in a world of <laughs> critics. Yeah. Like that's true. Right. People who just critique and criticize everything. Right. Um, and if you're on social media, you're well aware of that. So mm-hmm. anyway, so this idea of criticism derailing us Mm -hmm. because it can consume us and then it takes all our energy yeah and it puts us into a defense mode Mm. rather than an offense mode Mm. so we're trying to protect ourselves we're trying to um self you know Mm self-preserve what we have and that puts us into a tailspin and that's never good right because it can actually suck all the life out of you, mm-hmm. right? Well, all your energy is spent just trying to kind of protect yourself. That's right. There's not much left to be able to engage with whatever's happening in front of you. Exactly. And so sometimes the response is either you're withdrawn mm-hmm. or you're more defensive or there's some behaviors that come out of it that's not actually helpful. And yeah. it may, in fact, um, cause the very thing you're afraid of to happen. Exactly. Which is that people might end up rejecting you or thinking negatively mm-hmm. of you just because you are anticipating it. Yeah. And then you act in ways that kind of make it happen. Like That's right. Self-fulfilling prophecy. So Cloud says, mm-hmm. he's talking about a, a leader in this particular chapter. Mm-hmm. And he says about that particular leader who was criticized, 
that his critics gain control over how he spent his time and energy is simply by criticism. Yeah. What a diversion from the guy's mission, eh? Yes. Oh, Like, man. if I can criticize you and get you to put all your energy into that and defend yourself, mm-hmm. and I've pulled you away from what you should be really doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's a good question. You know, is that criticism pulling you away from the things you value most, the growth that you seek in your life, the goals that you want to achieve? Because if it is, it's pretty worthless criticism. Mm-hmm. Yes. And the other thing, too, with criticism, uh, you don't have to respond to it real time. A lot of time people go, I need to defend myself right now. That's right. Or I need to deal with it right now. It's okay to say, you know what? Let me give that some thought and I'll get back to you about it. Because you've got to deal with sort of the emotional response of it and then process it for yourself as in how accurate is this and how am I going to respond? That's right. But when you feel criticized and you get into defensive mode, you sometimes come out of it already derailed and you're focusing so much on that, that the purpose that you're there for the meeting or whatever it is, it's just kind of gone by the wayside. Exactly. Yeah. So when he's talking about this in the book, he says, when you're being criticized, Mm. In general, right. you are either, number one, taking an offensive stance, mm-hmm. you know what your convictions are, what your purpose are, is, and you stick to it. Mm-hmm. So you're playing offense. Right. Or you're taking the defensive stance right. where you spend all your time defending yourself and your position. Right. So he's talking sports terms. Yes. Because when he first, when I first read offensive, that sounds like I'm um, offending. Right. But he just ma- mainly says you're taking an active, intentional uh, stance of Agency. Yep. I have agency in how I'm That's choosing right. to respond versus um, defending myself. Well, in, in defense, in yeah. sports, the goal is to defend your players, yeah. defend your team, mm-hmm. where the offensive players are going for the goals. For the goals, yes. They're going for the points, right? right? So, so that makes sense. It's more around the goal focused stance. Exactly. Gotcha. So Cloud lists mm. the reasons not to please everyone. I love this list. Mm. He says, I need you it would on my fridge. <laughs> <laughs> we can make that happen. Okay. You would have to be multiple people. A chameleon that forgoes their own values and convictions to please others. Ouch. And I've seen this happen yes. where I can be a couple of different people depending on the environment. Right. And I know you've shared in the past that you've mm-hmm. succumbed to that as well. Yes. I think uh, what I've differentiated, I still can have the strengths of a, say in quotes, of a right. chameleon in that it helps people to feel accepted and a connection with them. But it's not because I'm trying to be, like I'm not foregoing my values and my convictions. All I'm doing is seeking to connect with the other person. Right. So if somebody's talking really slowly, then I'll <clears throat> slow down my stance, whatever it might be. But it's seeking connection as opposed to in the past. Oh, absolutely. Foregoing my personal values and convictions. Oh. So what I'm hearing you say is that in the first instance where you're dropping your pace, you're slowing down mm-hmm. to accommodate the other. That's other focused. Yes. You're doing that to create a safe space for the other person. Mm, yeah. What he's, I think, talking about here is this chameleon to please others. Right. 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 So that's much different. Mm-hmm. And he says, imagine all the circles you travel in, extended family, family, work, volunteering, friends. Can you really be all things to all people? 
I certainly try. <laughs> How exhausting is that? Uh, yeah. That mean, that's part of the burnout when I think about it. Yep. It wasn't so much that I was so busy. It was the psychological burden I was mm-hmm. carrying, trying to be everyone, to oh. everything to everyone. You can't do it, man. I know. Well, obviously not. That's why I burnt out. And then I started wanting to quit everything in my life. <laughs> so this is the problem. No wonder. Yes. Okay. And then he says, number two reason is you would make the wrong people happy. Oh, I love that. I love that. That's such a good reminder because that, you know, what I said about going into the room and, and figuring out who's the one who has the most critical attitude towards me and then focusing yeah. my attention, try to gain their favor. Why? Why would I do that? Like, that just makes no sense when there's 99% of the room who are already open and wanting to hear what I have to say. That's right. But isn't that true, too, of what we see in social media where, you know, you can have 4,500 comments that are positive. positive. Yes. And it's that one comment yes. that derails you. Yes. And right. it gets all your focus and all your attention. Mm-hmm. Why? I know. Why is that? Like well, from a psychological is, standpoint, yes. why? Well, there is science around that. Like we do tend to, from a survival standpoint, we do mm-hmm. tend to pay attention to negative information mm-hmm. because negative information is uh, what our brain needs to notice to get us into how do I protect myself? Right. So, you know, there's some science around how many positive comments you have to have. I don't know how accurate it is, but you really need a lot of positives to outweigh a negative. And you've done this before. You've seen this before. You go in to give feedback to somebody and you've said like 10 amazing things and then one little thing they have to work on and that's all they can think about. Right. So that seems to be human nature, right? Yeah. So Mm -hmm. it must come back that primitive stance. It is. It is. Yeah. So he would say, if you go into the defensive mode, you are trying to please the wrong crowd. People yeah. who are judgmental, controlling, arrogant, the people who require others to do what they want them to do before they extend approval. Yeah. Cloud says, to keep hurtful people happy, you end up doing some things that are not good for you in the long run. Yes. So you 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 know put your values aside, you put your morals aside, your ethics aside, mm-hmm. you put yourself aside in order to please the other person. And I think that's probably more. I think most people are able to not put aside their morals and values. Mm-hmm. It's putting themselves aside. That's right. And so you don't take care of yourself or you overextend yourself and you do everything you can mm-hmm. to please them. And the bottom line is we often don't succeed. We may please them for the moment. But it seems like they're always asking more and more, and the, and the right. standards go higher and right. higher. At least it feels that way, Yeah. right? When it's people that are like this, the wrong crowd, when they're judgmental or controlling, or they have this specific behavior that they expect yeah. from you, and you're feeling like you have to bend over backwards to, to give that to them. Well, no. he says, you know, you betray yourself when to try and keep them smiling. Ugh. Uh, so there's a question. How are you betraying yourself in terms of the critics in your life or the, right. the arrogant people or the controlling people in your life. Right. Ooh. And I would suspect uh, to our listeners and viewers that if that's what happens to you, that if you think about your past, likely there was either a parent or somebody who's very influential in your early days mm. who would have been one of these kinds of people where you felt like you had to do this to keep them smiling or to feel like they'll love me more if I am able to be this way. Right. So you learned early on as a survival mechanism that I have to please people to make sure that nothing bad happens. Yes. Right? So like how, And to keep the peace. Yes. So just to speak on behalf of 
people pleaser recoverer here <laughs> is have grace for yourself if you're really resonating with what we're saying. Because you don't do it just because you just like to suck up to people. It's because there's a genuine need that's been unmet for you. Yeah. And you also got messages growing up that that was the thing that you had to do to gain favor or acceptance. Just the basic things that we all need in your family life or in your social life. So. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And here's a question to back up that one. Mm-hmm. Are you one of those people? One of which people? The controlling. Oh, my critical, gosh. Like, you know... Like, are you one of those people? Because if you are, this might help you understand what you're creating for another person's life. Wow. Um, I mean, that's a hard, hard question, but it's one we can, like, we're here to ask the hard questions. Yeah. Yeah. Right? And as an Enneagram 8, I know I can go this route. Well, you certainly don't wake up in the morning and go, hmm, I think I'm going to be controlling and judgmental and make sure people are pleasing me. No. But it could be a habit that you have over the years um, started to take on without even realizing it. So I think that is a good question. And I would say that um, I can potentially be that person depending on the situation. Mm -hmm. So like I might not always be like that in all relationships. But um, my husband did comment the other day. um, Thank you for lecturing me. Well, Good on you, Peter. <laughs> wait a second. I've heard you call him Dr. Lynn yeah, that's quite a few too. times. <laughs> we like to lecture each other. So obviously in certain circumstances, we can be controlling and judgmental of people that we actually adore and love. Well, because most of the time we want the best for them and we just know I better. Know, but it's, well, we do, don't we? Okay. So in other words, we can all fall into this tendency to please people or to be the one who causes others to try to please us. I love this list that he gives. Mm. Um, It's quite a big list, but I'll just go through it quickly. Yeah. Because you may not know that you're a people pleaser, but maybe when you hear some of these, you'll think, oh, maybe I'm going that route. Okay. Choosing a profession that's right for you versus the one that your family may have wanted. So that's when you stop being a people pleaser. When you go, my dad wants me to be accountant, but I want to be a vet. Mm-hmm. Right? Oh, yeah. Standing up to hurtful behavior like abuse or addictions, even if the addict gets upset. Mm. Leading teams in the way that reaches the vision, even if some people do not get what they want. So standing up for it. Mm. Parenting a child by saying no when the child wants something that's not good for them. And that's what we're living out in my house right now <laughs> with a four-year-old. <laughs> Refusing unethical, immoral, or illegal things that someone in power wants you to do. Move. Mm-hmm. Telling someone a necessary truth about behavior that's hurtful to themselves, others, the family, or the team. And this one, I know, is a zinger for a lot of people. Should we look in the corner over there? Yeah. <laughs> Making decisions that are right for you, for your family unit, versus trying to please the extended family or in-laws. Oh. Because a lot of people struggle with that, right? Especially yes. around the holidays, mm-hmm. Thanksgiving, Christmas, etc., with the family expectations. Well, I would add making decisions that are right for you versus your family. Exactly. Not just extended family, because I think for, especially for a lot of women, they spend their whole lives thinking that they're there to serve their family. Yeah. And they lose sight of themselves in the process. Oh, so I think we... you have we, to make a decision yes. that's right for you. It feels selfish. That's the problem. See, the opposite for people pleasing <clears throat> feels selfish. But I know, like, 
maybe we can talk our viewers and listeners through that a little bit, just because I think that to break free from people pleasing does require some hard choices Mm -hmm. where people might get hurt. You know, boundaries can hurt people, not harm them, but they can hurt because you're Mm -hmm. changing the dynamics or the way that you respond. So maybe we can speak a couple minutes about that. What are your thoughts around how do you make a decision that's right for you and deal with that feeling of, I feel like I'm being selfish. Right. Well, I mean, I love that Dr. Henry Cloud in the Boundaries book says, whenever you put a fence line up, you're going to tick somebody off. Mm-hmm. Because so they're, take it as a given. they're used to walking right through, right? right? So take it as a given that take, your family will react maybe in negative ways. Exactly. Yeah. They're going to. Right. Because whenever you make a decision to put up a fence line or a boundary line, the the game changes. Mm-hmm. Someone's not getting what they want. Mm-hmm. And then if they've been used to getting what they want, they're going to react. They're going to be upset with you. They're going to be, you know, miffed, whatever mm-hmm. the word. They could be very angry. They could mm-hmm. go into silent treatment. Mm-hmm. All the things. Yeah. Because so they're be not getting what they want. Right. So I think if yeah. you go, how does this person normally react mm-hmm. when I push back? I can expect that that's going to happen. Right. And almost... Brace yourself for it. That's going into the offensive mode, right? Because right. your goal is to have a healthier relationship with them. Yes. But also a healthier relationship with yourself. Exactly. And better self-care. Yep. I think for me, dealing with the whole selfishness thing is I got to kind of play it out into the long term. So in the short term, um, pleasing the person might feel like it's a loving thing to do, mm. but in the long term, I'm actually causing them more harm because I'm doing for mm. them something that they ought to be doing. Right. And then the other thing is down the road, I will probably feel resentful. And if I feel resentful, then I'm not actually giving out of the fullness of my love and desire to help them. That's right. It's more out of people pleasing mm-hmm. or maybe avoiding conflict or whatever or, it might be. Or even to the point of control. Oh, right? oh, that's true. That's very true. I didn't even think about that. So that we get the outcome that we want. That's right. Oh, Jillian, <laughs> you're killing me. <laughs> Sorry. You know me so well. <laughs> no, I know myself so well. That's, that's true. That's I'm true. preaching to the choir over okay, here. Okay. 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 So I love that he says, face the myth. Mm. You can't please everybody. Right. So maybe that's the start of it is you just go, you know what? I just can't please everybody, so I'm going to tick somebody off anyway. Why am I not ticking people off with things that actually benefit me? Right. But, see, I don't, I'm pretty good now with not pleasing everyone. Mm. But there are certain relationships in my life where I find it difficult not to try to please them. Yes, I understand that. Right. So... Um, differentiating between when I'm doing it because I want to versus because I'm trying to please them. But then that, you know, that is going back to what you said. You need to play the long view. Yeah. You need to look out there. Right. And go, you know, a year down the line, two years down the line, rather than just the situation. Right. Which we're going to talk about in another episode. Okay. And face the truth. Mm -hmm. Are you pleasing yourself in a way that is true to your convictions and intrinsic values? I love that. I do too. That really resonates with me. Because I know that every time 
I get stirred up, mm-hmm. it's usually because I feel like I'm being manipulated or played. Mm-hmm. So that goes against my values, right? Right, right. So pay attention maybe to why you need to please that person. Mm-hmm. What's going on within you that's causing you to want to please them? Like in the old days when you used to walk in a room and sniff out the person that you needed to get their favor. Right, right. Yeah. So what's going on in you that's causing that? Mm-hmm. Well... I can already answer that question. <laughs> Please do. <laughs> it was unfinished business from my past. Okay. Of relating to authority figures. And yeah. so whoever feels like they have the most power in the room, power to hurt me or reject me would be. And okay. That comes from my own family of origin All right. issues for sure. But I love this, you know, um, are you pleasing others in a way that is true to your convictions in intrinsic values? So that kind of goes back to what we've talked about before in other episodes is the importance of... What are your values? Exactly. What are your core values? What are your convictions? And know uh, when you are crossing the line on those things. Yeah. You have to be crystal clear on your values. Mm -hmm. Because if you're not, you're always going to be in a little bit of like a push and pull with yourself where you're going to feel this angst. And a lot of times the angst isn't caused by other people so much as you're not being true to your own values yeah, and they're getting trodden on. So if you're crystal clear on your values, when some of the stuff starts to happen, you'll go, oh, I know what's going on. Mm-hmm. My values are getting like tweaked mm-hmm. and I don't like that. Mm-hmm. So, hmm, okay, yeah. pay, pay attention. Mm-hmm. That's really, really good. Yes. So what suggestions would you have for our people pleasers in the audience? I would say, number one, know your intrinsic values. That's Mm -hmm. work on its own, for Mm -hmm. sure. Mm -hmm. Deep work. Number two, what are the fence lines that you should have established, the boundary lines, with some of the people that you're trying to please that you haven't established yet? Mm -hmm. And where are they crossing your boundaries? Like, how do you feel after a tussle with the in-laws over Thanksgiving dinner or whatever? Like, Mm -hmm. what are you feeling? And... Mm -hmm. What are you allowing in your life that is, you know, not true to yourself just to please others? Right. And I would add, uh, for most of you who are people pleasers, it probably isn't across the board. There are certain relationships that you do it more so than Mm. others. So identify those relationships. What is it about the dynamic in that relationship that pushes you to people please more? And what might need changing as a result? And you might need to get help with that because there may be people in your life who can observe it and kind of go, why do you let him or her get away with that all the time? And then the second question I would ask is, what is going on inside of you? Like, what are the unmet needs? What are your fears that might be driving the people-pleasing behavior? And then go and deal with that. Because if you still have the unresolved fears and triggers and all that going on, then it's so hard to resist that habitual people-pleasing that you do. And, you know, this has been a lifelong work for you. Totally. Right? Continuous. And and so it's not an easy fix. But, you know, if if you're wanting to move forward in growth, you kind of need to poke into this a little bit. Yeah. 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 No, I'm with you on that. I, I want to be free for sure. <laughs> yes. Well, thanks for tuning in. I'm sure for some of you, maybe a lot of you, this was a bit of an ouchy um, episode. It certainly was for me. But again, at the same time, so freeing. 
So we're so glad you're tuning in. And you're also watching us on YouTube. We're getting people watching. (laughs) This is like, to me, unbelievable. It truly is. Yes. (laughs) Anyway, take care. We'll see you uh, next episode. Tune in. Thanks for listening to the Fully Lived Life podcast. We hope you found it encouraging and helpful. Be sure to follow or subscribe so that you never miss a new episode. And if you enjoyed our show, please help spread the word by sharing with your friends and family and posting on your social media. Thanks for listening and tune in to our next episode.